0: Okay Toven, good morning and welcome back to our weekly 10 minutes of meaning, examining the Mesila Sasharim, the Ramchar of Moshe L'chaim Rutzata, who has given us a formula, a prescription for how to live our best lives yet, how to maximize who we're meant to be, how to make the difference that we're meant to make. We've gone through the character traits of Zahiras, how to live a life of mindfulness and vigilance and caution, how to be present in every thought, speech and deed. We moved over to Zerizas, once we've mastered how to be present, how to live with alacrity and zeal, how to go accomplish what we're meant to do. And now we move over to Nikias, where we've tried to purge and cleanse ourselves from the struggle or the tension with behaviors that should not be part of our mix. We talked about the external behaviors, being careful with how we eat and how we speak and how we conduct our business profanity and licentiousness and so much more. And now that Ramchal has begun his discussion about Midos, Midos Hein We quoted the girl last week, the Vilnagon, that if a person does not fix his mida then what is the point of living? The true Torah and mitzvos are the prescription for how to live our lives. But the essence of why we're here is to identify our strengths, to channel them, to live them, to actualize them and to also identify our weaknesses, what we need to work on, and to be devoted and dedicated to fix them, to repair them, to become our best selves yet. That word Mida means a measure. And the word, the reason the word midah, for example, mishnai, is there's a whole mesechte called midos, which were the dimensions and the measure of the mishka, the Beis Hamikdash, exactly how the Beis Hamikdash was laid out. I want to thank our sponsors for... Our ten minutes of meaning for the Chani and Lenny Grunstein, dear friends, in memory of Chani's father Aaron Tambor. Our learning is in memory of Aaron ben Yitzchak, who's neshama aliyah through all of our dedication to improving and growing our midah. So that word Mida means a measure. Why are character traits called measures? We've shared this on so many occasions. The great Pizetzner Rebbe, Kalman's Kamen in Shapiro, Hashem Yikom Damo, and his introduction to Chovas Talmidim has a magnificent essay that's dedicated to parents and to educators. And really, everybody who's alive should read it. You shouldn't be responsible for yourself or any other human being without becoming well-versed in the introduction to Chavez HaTalmidim. It's magnificent. There he says that when it comes to our character traits, when it comes to our attributes, when it comes to what we call midos, they are not categorically good or bad. They're in fact neutral. And they're all a question of how we direct them, how we channel them. He gives an example. Stubbornness. Is stubbornness good or bad? The answer is yes. Both. You know when your child, I see some are driving to carpool, when your child is obstinate and insists on buckling their car seat themselves or putting on their shoes themselves and you're running late to carpool and you're running late to school and you want to just take over, you're tempted to try to break that stubbornness, to shatter that stubbornness, to conquer that stubbornness. But says the Piazzetta, what a classic mistake. Don't you know that when that child is growing up and maybe some of the child's peers or friends are going to experiment or going to try to influence to go do things that are negative, that child's abstinence, that child's stubbornness to cling to what you've taught them will be a virtue and a value, not a liability. Don't break the stubbornness. And he writes it about everything. He says that child who has a fire that rages in their belly. So they go from zero to 60 in one second. They can lose their cool, fly off the handle. There's a rage that burns inside them. So we're tempted to medicate. We're tempted to extinguish that fire. He says, what a mistake. That fire, that Bren is what's going to make them alive and passionate. They're going to conquer the world. Don't put it out. Redirect it and rechannel it. So says the Piazzetz, now they're called midos. Why? Because a mida is a measure. And the truth is all these character traits, even stubbornness, and even the fire of rage, not expressed in the form of rage, but they belong in a mida, in a measure. The Orchos Sadikim has a, a great metaphor. He says, if you're making a chicken soup, is pepper good or bad? The answer is, yes. If you have chicken soup without, no, without pepper, it's bland. It's not tasty. It's not good. If you have chicken soup that you poured the entire bottle of pepper in, it's disgusting. It's inedible. So the answer is, how much pepper belongs in your chicken soup? The right measure, the right mida. And that's why they're called midos. Because these character traits, they belong in the portfolio of our lives. And it's all a question of at what measure? where and how and how much should they be in there. There are two exceptions, the Rambam, the Rambam, and here the Masil we will get into it. There are two exceptions that don't belong in our chicken soup of life. They don't belong in our portfolio of life in any measure at all. And what are they? Arrogance and anger. Arrogance and anger are categorically bad qualities so much so that then we need to be purged, they need to be, we have to get rid of them. It's not what mida, it's not what measure do they belong. They don't belong in any measure at all. We have to purge them altogether. So let's go on. So we'll start with arrogance. Arrogance is not a middah. It doesn't belong in any measure. Arrogance is one that we have to be extreme in ridding ourselves of it. What is arrogance? He defines it the Ramchal that a person has a high regard for himself. And in his heart, he thinks he's worthy of praise. Now, people think they're worthy of praise for all kinds of reasons. It could be the result of many different avenues of thought. And even within that arrogant person, by the hour or by the day, it can change why their arrogance or why they think they're worthy of respect and praise and honor. Some say, you know how smart I am. You know what I got on my SATs or my MCATs? I'm the smartest person in any given room. Everyone should defer to me. Everyone should concede to me. The way I see things, the way I believe, the way I think, <clears throat> I'm at an advantage. I'm correct, they should bow to me. <inaudible> Another say, do you know how good looking I am? You know, bald is beautiful. Just because I have no hair doesn't mean I'm not the most good looking person on the Zoom. I'm, I'm the most handsome, I'm a model. I, if I weren't a rabbi, I would probably be a model. GQ, I've turned them away countless times. Thank you, Hanan. So some people think that they're arrogant, they're all that, they're deserving an honor of praise. Why? I'm brilliant. Others think I'm good looking. And others say, Do you know who I am? Do you know how many followers and friends I have on social media? Do you know what an influencer I am? How dare you? And just saying, I'm great. You're not great, and I'm great. I'm greater. Some people think I'm wise. I don't need to speak or be the loudest or the first to speak but I'm the wisest, and in the end, they're all going to come back to me. So the source of the core, the driver of that arrogance can be so many different things. And even within the arrogant person, it can fluctuate exactly what's driving that arrogance in that moment. What's the common denominator? Whatever is among the virtues, the good things in the world, the person who thinks they have it, the person who's, ego is inflated. The person who thinks that they are superior, the person who sees them as better, greater than others is an immediate danger, is at risk of carrying themselves with an attitude of arrogance, approaching the world with arrogance, with ego. Now, to be very, very clear about what the Jewish view of humility, which is the opposite of arrogance, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. If Hashem has given you all kinds of talents and skills, so let's say, Taka, you are athletic or artistic. Let's say you've been gifted with a great memory or IQ or intellect. Let's say you are very good looking. Let's say you've been given a gift as you're creative, innovative, entrepreneurial. You have great oratory skills. Whatever gifts you have, humility to combat arrogance is not to suggest, I'm really not so good. I'm really not so special. I don't really have those gifts. They're not really any better. That, in fact, is Kafui Tov. To do such, to take such an approach or attitude, is in fact to be an ingrate to the Almighty who's given it to you. What is humility? It's not to think less of yourself, it's to think of yourself less. It's to say that those gifts I have, they're on loan, they're never owned, they could disappear as quickly as they've come, they're not from me, they come from the Almighty and therefore they don't position me or make me better than anyone else. Yes, I've been gifted with certain looks or athleticism or artistic ability. Yes, I've been gifted with an IQ or a memory. Yes, I've been gifted with whatever my gifts are. That doesn't make me better. It gives me greater and more responsibility. And I am acutely aware that they can disappear at any moment. So humility is not thinking less of myself. That is, in fact, to lack appreciation to Hashem. It's not to think less of myself. It's to think of myself less when I walk in the room and to think of others more. A person has decided that you're more important. When a person has decided that because of the whatever gifts I have, which I didn't even work for, now there are gifts that we work for. There are people who kill themselves at the gym, they work out, and therefore their physique is the result of their effort. There are people who try to grow their memory, improve their memory, and they engage memory exercises. There are people who labor and toil over whatever area, and in fact, they can take pride in the progress they've made. But it doesn't make anyone superior. If a person focuses or thinks that they're better, it leads to not just one development, but numerous and diversified results, even things that can contradict one another. And ultimately, it sabotages our own happiness, serenity, relationships. You cannot have a relationship with others when you think you are better, superior, when you're closed and shut down from thinking you have anything to learn from others, when nothing can penetrate. For example, for example, says the Ramchal. One type of arrogant person thinks to himself, So I can behave in a manner that's singular and distinguished. I carry myself with my nose in the air. The way I stand, the way I sit, the way I get up. I speak about myself in third person about myself. I demand the best seat. I demand the most distinguished. I demand the greatest honor. Akevo b'tzad gudlow, you walk very slowly with measured steps. yeshev and never sits but reclines. Lo yakum ma'at kenachash, gets up slowly like a dignitary, like royalty, like the world should wait for them. Lo yedaber wouldn't lower themselves to communicate or speak or develop relationships with inferior people. lo and don't give people the time of day Arrogance. To not get back to emails and texts and phone calls, arrogance. To not smile or say hello, to walk right past people is arrogant. To just nod or to just say one sentence because you can't actually take an interest or believe that you have anything that you can grow or view, it's arrogance. The way you eat, the way you drink, the way you dress. I have to wear designer clothing and I have to wear the greatest of everything. Conducts with great dignity, like all of his flesh were made of lead and all of his bones were made of stone or sand. What a mistake! What arrogance, what an arrogant way to carry yourself. Now the arrogant person thinks that they're in fact better and the world is honoring and recognizing them. What the arrogant person doesn't realize is they in fact have zero relationships. There's nobody who respects them. There's nobody who admires them. There's nobody who's connecting with them. People live in fear or intimidation or people seem simply try to avoid the arrogant person. So all of us need to do a gut check. We need to look in that mirror. We need to examine the way we carry ourselves and the attitude that we project on others, even unintentionally. We need to realize there's a a world of difference between self-confidence and arrogance and even if we're confident in what we do we can still be humble in realizing it's all on loan it doesn't position us to be better or greater it can disappear in a moment's notice it can disappear in a heartbeat i always say about my rabbinic colleagues and friends i'll end with this i love to hang out with the rabbis who take what they do seriously and don't take themselves too seriously there are the rabbis who take themselves seriously I'm a Rav and the world has to honor me and I talk about myself in third person and I can never show my humanity and I can never show my fallibility. I don't think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants Rabbanim to take themselves seriously. He wants us to take what we do seriously. And if we take what we do seriously, then others will take us seriously. But it's not for us to take ourselves too seriously. And I think that's true in every arena and every profession in our area of life. Take what we do seriously but don't take ourselves too seriously because it it leads and breeds to arrogance. When people say, thank you for your time, I know how valuable your time, I know how busy, then a person could say, you know, my time is more valuable. A person can become inflated with arrogance. Taka, my time is much more valuable. You're lucky that I shared some of it with you. That's wrong, it's arrogant. Our time is no more valuable, it's what our time is dedicated to person has to do that gut check and be careful. Take what we do seriously and never take ourselves too seriously. If anybody's taking notes on our Masilus Sharm classes, I'm trying to gather any written notes people are taking on our classes, which would be an enormous help to me. Feel free, please, to email me reg at brsonline.org. reg at brsonline.org would be a great help to me if you're taking notes anyway. I deeply appreciate it. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. Join us again in 15 minutes, 8.45 for Living with Amuna. Tonight we go Behind the Bima with Nachi Gordon. Nachi is a young man who was the founder of Meaningful Minute that sends videos daily to 30,000 people. We'll talk about how exactly he started it, how he built that, what his vision, how he left a career as a sports agent. Very excited. Tonight, 9 p.m., we go Behind the Bima. Looking forward. Everybody have a fantastic day. Thank you.